Hi, my name is Mason, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is episode eight. I'm almost losing count. That's how far we've come. Eight episodes. I'm so excited about this one. This one will look a little bit different. Um, For those of you that watch on YouTube, uh, there will not be a video for this episode. Um, After recording this episode, um, the guest and I decided that it was best for his own safety to not record a video and uh, to limit the information about him that comes out in this podcast. Uh, This guest is moving to a country where Christianity is not legal um, and sharing the gospel is not legal. So... um, this individual um, uh, is moving to that country soon, and so for their safety and for their future ministry in that country, uh, we are cutting out any information um, that is shared in this episode. There's still a lot of fun stuff that we talk about. Um, some is funny, some isn't, and uh, some of it's really interesting. So thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, thank you again so much for listening. for coming on the podcast yeah i know you're a little bit you're a little bit nervous oh yeah for sure always for someone who's moving to (laughs) nepal in a a few weeks you're a little nervous to be on my podcast which will literally be listened to by half a dozen people yeah that's terrifying it is tell me a little bit about nepal why nepal um you know i feel like that's something you're passionate about so maybe that'll ease your nerves a little bit but it's certainly a really cool thing tell me a little bit about it yeah, so my wife and I are moving in about three weeks to go to Nepal. Um, I've been there three times, I think, now. So um, over the last couple of years, yeah, I've I've been able to take trips. The The first time I went, it was kind of like, um, like just, you, you kind of call it like an explore, exploratory trip, mm-hmm. like just check, trying to check things out. Mm-hmm. It was actually following like one of their major earthquakes that they had there. Okay. Um, so yeah, me and a couple of my friends went over and Nepal is a huge tourist destination. They is it really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Mount Everest is there. Oh, okay. they have, they have most of the like largest mountains in the world okay. over there. So a lot of people go there for hiking and stuff like that. Hmm. So, and I was kind of interested, you know, like kind of an adventure type thing. Yeah. Um, get out to some of these remote parts that people hadn't been before, like, yeah. Even just seeing, like, the damage from the earthquake and different things like that. Mm. Seeing people, like, who are already living in poverty. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, just go through, like, incredible, like, pain and suffering. So, went over there, just kind of, um, like, yeah, explored around, traveled with some different Nepali guys, just trying to kind of get a vibe of uh, what the country is like, what the culture is like different things that they're going through, challenges that they're facing every Mm -hmm. day, challenges they're facing as, like, even now, years and years later, are still recovering from the impacts of of the earthquake and now recovering from the impacts of COVID. But, yeah, when I was over there, just kind of started seeing, man, like, these people really need help. So kind of gave me an interest. um, So I kept going back, um, connecting, building relationships with people over there and, yeah, no, my wife and I are about to move there for... That's crazy. Yeah, a couple That's of years. very cool. Yeah. Um, when was that earthquake? 
Uh, I want to say it was what two thousand. It was either two thousand twelve or two thousand fourteen. I can't okay. remember. Remember for it was sure. pretty bad. I think it was fourteen. Yeah. Okay. And it the worst part of it too was it was close to some of the larger cities like mm. Kathmandu and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it actually drastically affected the like the larger cities. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of the guys who was over there. Uh, he said one of the main things was like a lot of times uh, during the day you'll have you'll have younger people who go to the field and work mm-hmm. um, a lot of times the kids will be outside playing or different things like that but a lot of your older generation who's who aren't able to work will stay in the houses mm-hmm. and it happened midday when most of the elderly would be at home and a lot of younger ones would be out working in rice fields and things like that. Gotcha. So it actually, like, as far as, like, buildings collapsing and, like, structural damage like that, mm-hmm. it was actually a lot of the older population and some, like, young infants that were the most affected and wow. injured by it. That's awful. But, yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. What, what language do they speak in Nepal? Uh, they call it Nepalese or Nepali. Okay. Yeah. So it has like they have their own language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know Which, if it's like Chinese or. No, it's. <clears throat> I think it's a it's a Sanskrit language. Okay. So it's kind of in the same realm of like a Hind Hindi language or something like that. It's not not the same, but kind of in the same yeah. language group. Gotcha. So, so you, when do you guys leave again, like uh, April. April thirteenth. April thirteenth. Yeah. So you guys yeah. leave April thirteenth. You arrive there, like, what's, like, day one? Like, that's, like, to me, (laughs) it's got to be kind of crazy. So, day one, uh, we're actually quarantining just with the whole COVID stuff. Yeah. So, we're we're still actually looking for a hotel to stay at. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, we'll be in a hotel for the first week. After that, um, we'll probably actually try and find, like, a little bit cheaper of an Airbnb to stay at for a couple weeks. But then we're going to have to go apartment hunting hunting or uh they call them flats okay so most of their buildings are like three four-story buildings Mm -hmm. and they just rent out like a single flat in them gotcha so we'll be looking around for a flat there like hopefully get one in the first like two three weeks yeah yeah. gotcha are you guys gonna get a car car there i know in some (laughs) countries cars are like crazy expensive (laughs) because of the importing costs yeah yeah so no car they're not they're not super expensive. I mean, like they're not cheap. Obviously, it's uh-huh. still a car, but um, it it's gonna take a long time to figure out how the roads and the rules yeah. of the road work. <laughs> yeah, it's like like they don't have lanes. They don't have like a structured traffic system mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like you just kind of have to learn the culture of the road. Gotcha. So gonna start out like walking, upgrade to a bicycle. Then make the transition to a motorcycle, hopefully. That After seems more maybe, dangerous yeah. than a car with roads being unknown. <laughs> yeah, it actually <laughs> probably is, but you yeah, have a helmet, so you'll be fine. Yeah, right. But, okay. But yeah, then after that, probably upgrade to a car maybe after like a year or two. Okay. Maybe. Gotcha. Potentially. And the yeah. plan is you're, you're moving to Nepal yeah. kind of indefinitely. Yeah. Right? Like there's yep. no like coming back in a year or two years it's pretty much indefinitely yeah so i mean we'll take we'll take trips back like Mm -hmm. every couple years to see family and Mm. like hang out with people and stuff like that but yeah it's kind of yeah we could be there like 20 30 years potentially yeah yeah Yeah, because i know like when 
like as an MK in New Guinea, and people ask how long we were there. Yeah, I actually totally forget how long we were there. Yeah. I think it was like five years or so. Uh-huh. <clears throat> could be less, could be more. Um, but people think that's like an eternity when really that's actually an <laughs> extremely yeah. shortened trip yeah. <laughs> compared to like a lot of people that, that you know, um, do various work overseas. But um, tell me a little bit more about about your roles out there specifically. Is yeah. it kind of just community development help out after the earthquake? Mm-hmm. Is it education? So, yeah, so kind of our plan right now, um, the first couple of years we're, we're going to kind of go in as students. Um, and just try and learn as much as we possibly can about the language and culture. Mm. Um, just kind of, yeah, see where we fit into the community and stuff like that. After that, I'm actually hoping to do some research. Mm. So Nepal has a research visa. And I'm actually right now um, in school taking master classes for mm-hmm. intercultural studies, which is okay. kind of in that like anthropological realm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with community development type okay. stuff, like with a, a focus on community development. So, yeah, first couple of years, learn language, culture, all that kind of stuff, see how we can plug into the community, and then start, like from there, hop on a research visa and start exploring some some of the more remote groups hmm. and kind of find out what some of their needs are. Okay. So one thing that I'm, I'm really... Um, I guess passionate about is like in the realm of community development just knowing knowing what the actual needs are and when you actually introducing introduce something new into a culture or community knowing how that's going to affect them yeah because like you could easily just come in and say oh these people need like clothes or shoes or mm-hmm. clean water or like they we need to dig them a well right away or like Various different things like that, but like introducing new things into a culture can Mm -hmm. have huge ramifications. Yeah, that's why like I'm I'm pretty strong on on needing to actually research what the community actually needs and how how those things are going to actually change the culture, Mm -hmm. if at all. And so introducing things that will actually benefit them in the long run yeah. that they actually see as tangible needs for themselves gotcha. and will actually help them. Gotcha. There's like a, there's a lot of different things that we could be involved in from like clean water, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. Um, teaching English, different things like that, okay. that a lot of these communities desperately want. Right. Um, yeah. Sex trafficking is a huge, huge mm-hmm. thing over there. So. And just doing, like, little things to help prevent that. Yeah. Like, um, I know an organization that's over there that literally all they do is they'll take treks out to to one of these, like, re- more remote areas, remote cities. And uh, some of the people on these, like, tourist groups will b- buy little trinkets, like hmm. bracelets or different things like that from the people. And it's very, very small. Like, these people are getting, like... 50 cents to a dollar which we think of as nothing but it gives them a consistent revenue and a job and it it actually has eliminated uh, human trafficking from some of those areas because a lot of them a lot of people in a lot of countries actually it's not uncommon to sell children to be able to survive yeah like sell them into prostitution or different Mm. things like that just in order to to gain some type of revenue to hmm. feed the rest of your family. Gotcha. Wow, that's awful. Yeah, crazy. So, 
So obviously you, you seem really committed. You're, you're, yeah. I mean, obviously you're moving there, but also you've put a lot of work in. How long has this road been? So you're, you're kind of like yeah. finally opening the next chapter. <laughs> How long yeah. has the road been to get to this point? It's actually been a very long road. I've been, I've been interested in doing stuff like this for a long time. Uh, but then like I've done what, five, six years of schooling now. Mm. And I'm just now starting to get to the point where I'm about done with my, my master's degree. Hopefully finish it up there within the first like year or so of being in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like during that time, Sarah and I got married so that we yeah. kind of took some time out for that, like just mm-hmm. to adjust to being married and all. But yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a good like seven, eight years that I've been kind wow. of preparing to yeah. to do this and go but how long have yeah. you been committed to nepal during those that time is it the same time oh, period or is it and uh, now it's probably been more like five or six years for nepal hmm. i had known that i wanted to do something like this for a long time um but nepal specifically it's probably been about like five years or so that I've, okay five six years that i've really wanted to go gotcha so um in the traveling i've done to you know, Australia and New Guinea. The yeah. first thing I noticed in New Guinea was um, there's two things: is we got off the plane and we're getting off the plane and being like slapped in the face with humidity <laughs> and yeah. heat, like I've never felt before. Um, and then the second thing I noticed was what looked like blood splatter everywhere, but really <laughs> it was people chewing this like beetle nut combination huh. with another type yeah. of plant. It turns right in their mouth and they spit it out everywhere yeah. and they don't care where it goes. It looks like there's just like blood splatter everywhere. Yeah. Um, but like what's something like that in Nepal? What was it sort of like the first thing you noticed when getting off yeah. the plane in Nepal? Like what type of environment is it? The first thing I noticed getting off the plane was probably just the amount of people that are there. Hmm. Like, yeah, you're you're talking so so many people in a very concentrated area. Really, like, I, that was not what I would. Have oh expected. yeah, like the amount of people that live in Kathmandu alone, uh, like it. Yeah, it's just very different than here mm-hmm. in America. Here, like, like social distancing with COVID wasn't at, like even a huge deal because normally you're not like. Yeah. But there, like, you're in line somewhere, and it's, like, oftentimes just, like, a mob of people. Wow. Like, trying to go through, like, security at an airport, you're just, like, in line with, like, hundreds and hundreds of people, and you're just, like, packed together, like, tightly. Hmm. And then, like, going out of the airport, probably one of the th- things that hit me first was, like, the smell of incense. Hmm. Like, burning incense, um... Like, to, like, there's a lot of different, like, shrines and altars and mm. stuff like that that are all around. Um, and you just kind of see some of that stuff, like, everywhere you go. Mm. That's not, like, we don't have that here in the West really yeah. at all. But that's, like, that's something. It's a potent smell that you just smell everywhere you right. go pretty much. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It hits you pretty strong. Have you seen the Himalayan mountains? Mm. Yeah, so one of my trips, we actually went on uh, the Annapurna Trek, uh-huh. which is Annapurna Mountains. There's like, I think there's four Annapurna Mountains, um, but they're like, they're some of the largest mountains in the world. Yeah. And it's, you can do like, I think it's like a 50 day trek through it, or like we were only there for about a week hmm. um, through the, one of the like major passes. Hmm. But yeah, we were up at like 15,000 feet, like... Hmm. Yeah, way up at there. That's wild. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's scary for sure. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of like, not that I don't care, but <laughs> Becca certainly is, cares a lot more. She's your sister. Yeah. So um, we're excited for you guys, though. It's yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah, we're excited. We're excited to hear stories and see pictures and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. I guess we'll shift, shift gears a little bit. Um, tell me what you think of me. <laughs> I'm curious to know, like, you're, you're, uh, you know, I don't have, um, you know, you're uh, really the only, um, how do I put this? I don't have a father-in-law. Okay. I don't know what that's like. So you're like my only sort of intro into, uh, <laughs> tell me your, your first impression. Cause you, cause I met you saying I met yeah. Becca, which was like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, me as a little bratty kid that showed up in New Tribes Bible Institute in Jackson, Michigan. Yeah. Um, so you find out that Beck and I started dating. <laughs> what is your first thought? So and you, I want yeah. you to be brutally honest with me for the listeners and for I, me. No, actually, so, yeah, when we got to school, I didn't even realize, like, I didn't realize you were, what, you were 17, right? I thought, yeah. like, I actually thought you were, like, maybe in your, like, early 20s or something like that. So, <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to think. I didn't have probably, like, a ton of bad first impressions. Like, That's good. The word around the school was just that you were, like, really funny or whatever, or, like, had a great sense of humor and stuff oh, like that. Here, I guess. So, like, like, I met you a couple times, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, like, funny Californian kid or yeah. whatever. But... <laughs> Yeah, like I don't, I don't remember a ton of like first impressions, like yeah, yeah, that were, yeah, I, like I know you were friends with like Tim Murray and stuff like yeah. that, and Tim was actually one of my good friends out there too. Love Tim. So I was like, yeah, great shout guy. out to Tim Murray. Yeah, Tim, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, so I was like, yeah, he's like Tim's friend, like he's funny, so yeah, seems like a cool guy. Yeah, but. Yeah, I remember then, I, like, what was it? Second semester you ended up leaving Bible school? After the first one. After the first one, yeah. yeah. Like, I just, I think that and I've, like, come to terms with it. I'm pretty self-aware about it. I wasn't, yeah. like, mentally, um, like, mature enough, I think, to be in that environment. <laughs> like, there was a lot of things that I just didn't mesh well with there. Yeah. Um, I think I came in and immediately like i was yeah. offbeat i was not you know who normally walks in the door yeah. there i remember the main thing is that you know in jackson michigan it takes a little little extra time for things to make yeah. it there as far as trends go so i showed up in, in joggers which used to be in back in 2014 i showed up in joggers and <laughs> and i would wear like i had like these really cool like tiger socks or it sounded a lot cooler than just saying tiger socks but they were really cool i wear those with joggers and i remember like getting so many like questions <laughs> um i remember i just did like stupid stuff so like yeah like how i dress was just sort of whatever um i don't dress as bold anymore but i, I certainly have like a style about me and then but i would do certain things like in the auditorium um during like chapel um the chairs were just so uncomfortable <laughs> and true. my dorm yeah. room was like right by the chapel so after class, I would run into my dorm room and I would grab a pillow and I would use that pillow to like rest my neck on. Yeah. And in in my head, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, 
it, like now that I think of it, it's a little bit gross. How many people have sat in that chair? It's my pillow I sleep with in bed. It's a little <laughs> bit gross. Maybe it's because I'm so like sensitive because of COVID. But but I got called into the, the dean's office like that day because like people say, <laughs> why are you taking the pillow into chapel and like and like sleeping on during chapel? And I'm like, that's not what I was doing. It's just. <laughs> Anyways, I was so ignorant to like perception and, yeah. and uh, how I was being perceived by other people. But I took all of that criticism like super personally. That's so funny though, because like I knew like probably 20 people that did like 10 times worse. Yeah. I, I think that like. Never got judged. For yeah. It. I just showed up yeah. and I had like a target on my back almost. That's great. But I didn't deal with the criticism super well. So I ended up leaving yeah. after the first semester. Yeah. And I left on like decent terms. I'm going I'm going back um, online in a few weeks actually. And then, yeah. and then you know, Beck and I are hoping to go back in January. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, years later, um, fast forward, and then Becca and I start start dating, and then we end up getting married. What was your first thought? I kind of come creeping back into the picture. Yeah. What was that like for you? Is that sort of? Did you remember who yeah. I was? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think we were friends actually, on Facebook. Yeah, we were friends on Facebook. And yeah. Like. Yeah, I remember. Like, I would like mildly keep up with people that I knew from college on Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. So like, I remember like seeing you on Facebook here and there, uh-huh. like, um, and I think you had gotten into like uh stand up comedy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'd actually heard a little, like a few of your clips that you had done and stuff yeah, like I'm not that. Not proud of so every one like, of those. <laughs> they were like, I was like, Oh, he's actually like pretty, like pretty decent at this stuff. So, I, to this day, yeah. I, I gave up on it because it wasn't like something that I felt yeah. was worth pursuing. Because if you really want to do stand-up comedy, you have to yeah. be like at clubs every night until 2 o'clock in the yeah. morning. And it has to become your life. And I just wasn't willing to do yeah, that. Yeah, but to this day, I, I swear by the fact that I had what it what it took to do it. And I just didn't do it. I mean, and I'm okay with it. It's whatever. You could have done it. Probably. <laughs> maybe. I think I, I could have. Or crashed and burned or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that'd be... A, yeah. You know. It's whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so... Yeah. So... Man, I'm trying to think what like my first impressions were. That was a long time ago. Yeah, this is really oh, like man. your second impressions. It's more of like your first take on. Yeah, Becca. How did Becca tell you that her and I were were were? Talking? I remember she told me like like I remember her just saying, "Hey, like I'm going out to California to visit Mason," and I was like, "That's cool." <laughs> like, like I don't like. She had told me, yeah, like, we've been texting and stuff, like, and I was like, oh, cool. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to go visit him in California. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like, and at that point, I was like, okay, I don't think you guys were dating yet or anything. No. But I was To like, me, I was, like, I was pretty smitten and, and yeah. mentally and emotionally committed to it. But, but yeah, at that point, I was like, okay, this is a thing. Like, they're going to get together and stuff. Yeah. And I think at that point, I was like, okay, I got to get more familiar with, like, his comedy career and, like, what he's yeah, doing and how much stuff he was like doing that. Like, but yeah. I can't remember if we, like, if we talked at all at that point. Like, I think it was a while so. later. Yeah, because, but, yeah, because yeah. she came out to California for, like, a week. Yeah. And I rolled out the red carpet to impress her. It worked. Yeah. And then I ended up flying out here. <laughs> um to the great city of Halstead, Pennsylvania, the big, Amazing. the big city, yeah. um, big downtown Halstead, yep. uh, population about eight hundred, yep. and then it's a lot of people. It is, um, and then uh, then you were here at that point. Okay, I believe because then yeah. I, I met you. I didn't meet you. I 
you know, yeah. saw you again, and then I met my now mother-in-law, and then yeah. I want to say, I don't think Sarah was here at that point, your wife, but I don't think she was here at that no. point. But yeah, I think she was living in Wisconsin. Yeah, then. but that was yeah. in that was in May around. Yeah. I think Memorial Day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, There's a holiday in May, something like that. Memorial yeah. Day, Veterans Day. I can't remember which one. I can mix up a little bit because I'm a bad I'm a bad patriot. But it's whatever. Yeah. So then, then we, you know, you were forced to deal with me again. Yeah. And then, didn't you move out? Is that when you moved out here? Or no, that was just a visit. Okay. Um, and Becca and I's relationship was intensifying and. Yeah. Um, and then that I made the decision shortly after that. Like, I I could see myself living out here. Like, yeah. no one loves this area, but I was certainly ready to get out of California. Um, yeah. And uh, I had kind of winded down doing the comedy stuff, and nothing was really key to me in California um, except for, of course, yeah. family. But um, yeah, I wanted a fresh start somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So that's when I I made the move to Binghamton, New York. Nice. I lived in 43 Leroy Street, <laughs> which was yep. Fraternity Row for Binghamton University. Nice. That was fun, I'm sure. No, I remember um, first little bit wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then winter started happening, and the people... So I lived in like a, I don't know, a quadplex, what you'd call okay. it, but there was four units in one like big house. Yeah. So I had my own like kitchen and, and all of that, but the people downstairs controlled the heating for the entire house. <laughs> So I remember when it started to get to temperatures that I had not experienced before. Yeah. They were in charge of the heating in the house. Well, occasionally <laughs> they would just like take off for the day and then I, they wouldn't come back. So I was without heating basically because <laughs> my downstairs neighbors wouldn't turn it on. So I was relying entirely on them. So I remember just like freezing. <laughs> and then it would be like That's a great. Tuesday night and it'd be like four degrees outside. And then it, there'd just be parties happening, like, outside on the streets from these fraternities. <laughs> and I remember I just hated living yeah. there. Oh, it was awful. And uh, fun fact, years later, um, I, not years later, it was, like, a year or two later, um, there was a really big accident that ended up killing someone. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> ended up killing someone, um, and... Uh, the person like fled and the cops tracked him down. Yeah. It was like this pretty big story. But anyways, yeah. um, in the accident, the car flew into my apartment building. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember wow. like looking on the news and seeing that like this like accident had yeah. happened on Leroy Street and that the car had collided with 43 Leroy Street. Oh, and I was like, that was my <laughs> crappy initial apartment there. in Binghamton, New York. Great. And I never been. I was never happier. I mean, rest in peace yeah. to the guy that died, but also thanks for taking out that apartment building. Yeah. Hopefully, in the remodel, they adjusted the heat to like, heating. Yeah. yeah, to adjust the heat to like heat upstairs yeah. separately. But, anyways, Dang. that's like my transition into that. And, anyways, yeah. we're gonna do a new bit on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I know we're keeping it super casual. Um, before I've been super prepared, and you know, this is like a same day decision type thing to do this before yeah. you leave. Because you are you leave on the 13th, but you leave this area yeah. on Tuesday. We're recording yep. this on a Saturday. Yep. So the next Tuesday, um, you'll be leaving. But yep. I have this game called Let's Get Deep. Nice. And it's suggestive and it's meant for couples. But we're going to do it, <laughs> you and me. Amazing. And, and I was actually excited for, like, you know, more... Um, uncomfortable questions oh, and I was extremely sure. disappointed I read through a few of them <laughs> and this is like it, it has like this like red sort of feel it feels like you know dirty almost 
And then it's just like, okay. like it ends up being just like a youth group game <laughs> where it's just like, you know, like what's your favorite color? Um, but I'm going to rattle off a few of these questions right. and I'm going to just see where we get with it. Like maybe gotcha. you'll have a story to tell. So wait, am I asking you questions? I'm asking too? you questions. Oh, okay. If you want, you can ask me a question. Right. We'll see. This one's a weird one because I'm, I'm married to your sister. <laughs> oh, so it oh said, if, if we switched to lives for a day, what would be the oh, first gosh. thing you would do? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no offense, but I pr- probably maybe break up with your wife. <laughs> no offense, but it's weird if the sister, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's a weird, weird, a weird first question. Yeah. All right, let's go to another one. I'm not gonna ask that one. What's my best dance move? That's really boring. Yeah. What do you think of my friends think of you? Your friends think of me? Yeah. Oh gosh. This is this is for couples. So Man. if I was asking Becca that question, would be different. But think of the uh, the friends we have in common. What yeah. do you think they think of you? The friends we have oh, in common. Gosh. We got Brian Lashfeld, first that yeah. comes to mind. Jared, who's our mutual yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah, they don't really count. They love me. These questions are softballs, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, if, if your friends out in California saw me on Facebook. Or even this episode. What like, I haven't even, even, like, posted on Facebook probably in, like, three years or something. <laughs> so, like, probably, like, people went through my profile and mm. saw me. It'd be, like, Likes maybe 20, like, 20, like, pictures of a, me with a cup of coffee with, like, yeah. a straight face. You do drink a ton of coffee. I do, yeah. Well, that's important to me. So I was yeah. <clears throat> when we had talked about you coming on the podcast. It wasn't a same day decision, but we had been, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. And I know how much you like to roast coffee. Oh yeah. And so I tried to come up with a joke about roasting coffee I, and like t- changing it into like no roasting coffee. It's not a like joke. roasting coffee is not. No, I mean like it's like important. roasting, like making fun of coffee. Oh. I was trying to come up oh, with a joke okay. about like if you were yeah. to roast coffee, what would you like? How would you roast it? Um, and then I couldn't think I couldn't think of anything, and then I realized that it's actually just a, a really bad joke. Yeah, and I should probably just keep that one to myself. <laughs> um, what app, like phone app, could you not live without? Not Maps, Google Maps. Mm, yeah, like I'm actually good with directions, but I I would hate living without. Your it. sister it's is so bad with directions. She is. Like She's it's terrible. really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. Like I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where I am all yeah. the time. And like, I could always like find my way home. Yeah. Becca, you could like spin her in three circles. Yeah. And she would be like, she would have no idea which way is North South. Like <laughs> she would just be like, so lost. Yeah. Um, even like, right. like I remember one time we were, on the, we were on the phone and she was down South a little bit and she wanted like, do I get on 81 North or South? And I was like, do you know what's south? Because if you're going yeah. south, you're going to land in Scranton and then you'll find yourself in Maryland. <laughs> and wow. you'll find yourself in that one, of the, shock me one of the Carolinas. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, like, we live, like, in live north. Florida of New York. Think of the right map of the United States. Yeah. And if you're in south Pennsylvania and you want to get to New York. <laughs> Where do you go? Yeah, she is so bad yeah. directionally. That's why I always drive because she'll get lost. Like, I can see that. Uh, yeah. What did you what did you like the most about where you grew up? This is a good mm. question. Yeah. Because you grew up in Paraguay. Yeah, I grew up in Paraguay. Um tell me about that. Oh. What did you like most about living in Paraguay? And it says why. So tell me why. What did I like about Paraguay? There's actually a couple things. I liked the culture a lot. It's mm. 
Like it was a lot slower, a lot more laid back and just kind of slow paced. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like like one thing that people always would say is just like, be tranquilo. Like you're just relaxed, like mm. take it easy. Like people didn't take stuff like super seriously a lot of times. Mm. So um, yeah, I just, I liked how laid back it was and kind of chill. Um, I also liked the weather. It was really hot, like 100 degrees almost every day. I wow. love that. It was no, you like, like hot and yeah. you're moving to Nepal? Yeah, it's not. What do you think the average temperature in Nepal is? Depends where you are. So down south, it's actually pretty warm. Okay. Kathmandu is pretty temperate. Like, mm. like it'll get cold in the the winters and stuff. But mm. um, in the valley, they don't get a ton of snow. Okay. But it'll still get cold. Um, up in the mountains, though, you go anywhere north and it's it's freezing. Like, yeah, yeah it sounds zero. like it. I had I have a yeah. question for you, and this is gonna be off the wall. I may end up having yeah. to edit this out. Yeah. Um, it's about it's about Paraguay where you grew uh-huh. up. Yeah. I heard once, I think Penny, yeah, your mom, my mother in law, mentioned it. I think to you, you laughed. Might have been to Becca. Something about the way that the men fart out there. <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah. Can you tell me? Are you comfortable? Oh, are you too embarrassed? Uh, no, that's good. That's good. So, because this is just, I yeah. gotta know. So. In Paraguay, we grew up, like, out in the middle of nowhere, literally, like, in the jungle. But uh, the people group that my my parents uh, worked with, um, the Manhui people, uh, <laughs> they were they were a really fun group. They, they loved to just sit around, joke, have fun. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were, they were a really funny uh, group of people. But one of their favorite th- things to do is, like, they loved farting. They thought it was the funniest thing, like, ever. It's never so, not like, funny, I don't well, think. Oh, yeah. But, like, you have this group of guys just sitting around, and, like, they'd, like, you know, they'd sit there and, like, they'd, like, be farting. But <laughs> So one of the things that they loved to do was, uh, like, just, like, mix up noises and stuff okay. like that. Like, different, different like types of farts like yeah, different, different like sounds and, and stuff like yeah. that so like one of the things that they would do is like they would try like they would like kind of like bend over and like kind of grab one side and just you know like start like jiggling a cheek <laughs> <laughs> just to you know get like some different tones in there and stuff like that so yeah like that's it's just like you know part of life okay yeah. I'm glad yeah. I asked. It's not what I thought it was. Yeah. But that's fascinating. Yeah, no. They were good at it. <laughs> it's an art of sorts. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's so, I mean, yeah. Paraguay, I, yeah. we, I drove with Becca, like, yeah. have you ever seen the show Breaking Bad? No. I okay. watched the first episode, and I was like, man. You have to get through the first season. Yeah. Um, but Becca ended up liking it. a lot of commitment, it. though. Like, it people is. tell me, like, get through a season. Yeah. It's a lot of hours to spend just to, like... Right. But one of uh, my yeah. most annoying and frequent jokes when Becca and I were watching yeah. that show, I'd already seen it a few times throughout showing her for the first time. There will occasionally be some scenes of just, like, desert in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And I said, oh, Becca, is that is that Paraguay where you grew up? Because that's, like, our joke is that, like, Paraguay is just, like, a desert yeah. wasteland. So when there's nothing to do, I tell you yeah. entertain yourselves just to make different fart noises. Yeah. That's fun. Fair enough. Try it. Um, all right. Ooh, this one's a good one. What has been your worst experience with a roommate? With a roommate? Oh man. So You don't have the name drop on here. Yeah, I'm not gonna name drop. So um this was I was twenty one years old, right? I was going back to college to do an internship, right? Mm-hmm. This is about and, when we met probably. 
Yeah, well, maybe. It's close to then. Yeah, I remember you were an intern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I had been there before. Uh, me and my friend Joe had, had interned together a year before. Um, like, had everything set up, had my desk, bed, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And there were new guys who were going to move in. And this was like... This was following the summer that my dad had passed away, right? Mm-hmm. So he passed away in June. I was supposed to be back like end of July, beginning of October. But I said, hey, like I need to stay home for like another month or so. Just be with my family, stuff like that. Part of me kind of regrets going back to begin with. In hindsight, I should have just stayed home. But um, yeah, so I'm like, okay, like got an extra month to go back like later than everyone else, like beginning of September. Um, I go back and like all my stuff had been cleared out of where it was. Like my desk had just been cleaned out. My bed, like they like, they took it and threw it on like this like bunk bed in the corner, like this like really like crappy like bed and stuff like that. They had like just taken everything out of my desk and just like thrown it in a corner. And like they had taken like... Like, pretty much all, like, the prime, like, locations and stuff like that. And left me, like, with this, like, little dinky thing in the corner. Wow. And, like, so I get back there and I'm just, like, looking at the guys. I'm like, like, seriously? Like, yeah. like nothing? But I, that was, I mean, that was also just a difficult time in my life to begin yeah. with. And So insensitive, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. And, like, my roommates, they had all known what I had gone through. Like, my friend Joe, he was great. Like, I loved uh-huh. him. Um, he was, he was actually really nice through the whole thing. Like he hung out with me a ton and yeah, I appreciated his friendship, but the other guys were just like totally oblivious. Like I had been friends with them and stuff, but just like, yeah, just totally oblivious to it. Just like super insensitive. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was rough. Sorry to hear that, dude. (laughs) You have to tell them what their names are after this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is your... Favorite sporting event to go to and why? Uh, so I've been to a lot of Rams games. Okay. Um, this was back when they were terrible, and they weren't super. I mean, they were okay. Mm-hmm. They like I lived in Michigan, so I'd go to Detroit Lions when they were yeah. playing the Rams. But this is when like the Detroit Lions were destroying the Rams. Yeah. Which is kind of saying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually always like super depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Rams games, but I've never actually been to like one where we've won. So that's wow. really sad. I think the, the only yeah. NFL game I actually I've been to a few, but they've all been Rams yeah. games. Really? I went to Rams yeah. Cardinals in Arizona, but that was back okay. when they were St. Louis yeah. Rams. And then I went to a couple of Rams games um, yeah. um, in Los Angeles, but that was at the Coliseum, yeah. not their new stadium, obviously, because their new yeah. stadium hasn't even had fans yet, I don't think. Yeah, because of COVID. But have you seen the new stadium? Uh, I've seen pictures. I, I haven't been there. I, I have wanna, to show you. I saw it under construction. Like yeah. I went out to. I have to show you saw, a video. But... The Rams oh, social media page just released a video of Matt Stafford. Oh yeah, I trade. saw that. Oh, and like I looked at the stadium and I was like, that is the most it's beautiful looking yeah. stadium I've ever seen. Well, it's for, like for like five billion dollars. Yeah, it hope better be. be. Yeah, but I yeah, was like, nice I was shocked at just how like yeah. incredible that stadium is. It is looks it's amazing. I, I need to go to that stadium at some yeah. point. Oh, Tickets sure. like sporting events in Los Angeles are going to be so just stupid expensive oh, for probably yeah. the next year. Yeah, like if we want to go visit California and go to a Dodgers yeah. game. Opening day right now, like nosebleeds 
seats. They're all sold out, obviously, so it's all yeah. resale. They're only allowing twenty yeah. percent capacity, and they're like three thousand yeah. dollars for nosebleeds. I didn't know people were still interested in Dodgers and baseball. And stuff, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a whole other discussion. If you want to yeah. fight, I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I don't know, like even like yeah. Rams games. There's only like what oh, eight yeah. home games next year. Something like that. Because yeah. there's only sixteen games, seventeen yeah. games a season, so there's only eight or nine games. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I imagine like the tickets are gonna be really hard to get, probably for the yeah. next couple of years, because it's. Not only oh, it's yeah, a new stadium, sure. also people coming off of being quarantined and yeah. like just needing to get out. And then like just the unbalance of wealth as it is in Los yeah, Angeles. Right. Like the everyday Joe's just not gonna be able to afford it together, yeah. I think. Um that's too similar. It's what's your favorite game to play and why? I don't want to talk about that. No offense. <laughs> when you were oh, this is a good question. When you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? What did I think I was gonna be? Yeah, or would you want to be? Man. I did not have a lot of aspirations as a kid to be much of anything. Like, I was just like, you know, I'll be whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, for a while, I was like, video game designer. Like, yeah. I'm going to, like, get into video games, and that's going to be my job. I'm going to, like, play video games, like, a tester or whatever. There you go. Like, I was, like, 16, 17. I was like, yeah, like, this will be <laughs> great. Uh, then for a while, I was like, like something to do with like a coffee business yeah but like yeah by age like 12 13 i was like obsessed with coffee mm -hmm. and like drinking it every single day so yeah. like at that point i was like you know what like i could see myself running like some type of coffee shop or yeah. whatever i can still see that yeah maybe look it up a coffee shop in nepal maybe yeah. yeah i've actually learned though like um like, I like doing stuff. I like starting up stuff, like starting businesses or different things like that. But I'm very bad with the follow through. Like, mm -hmm. I can, like, I can invest, like, a year or two doing something. But after that year or two, I want to jump and do something else. You like, know what? You was, like, you were saying that. And yeah. that's something that I feel like I've really struggled with yeah. throughout my life. Like, I, like, I love doing this podcast. Yeah. And my biggest hope for myself is that I continue to do it because yeah. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say they really like it. Oh, yeah. um, I've had some people who say they don't like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> why even say anything at all? Yeah. <laughs> um, this podcast is terrible. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, it's like, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, like, I totally get that. It's something that yeah. I'm trying to deal with myself. Um, so yeah. I've been criticized of myself. But also, like, I'm not sure that's an area that you feel like insecure about. You did commit yeah. like eight years of your life to yeah. the very next chapter you're going to open yeah. next week. That should be like in a couple weeks. That should be a really good feeling. Yeah. So I'm excited for you for that because, you know, we're going to end on that question because I feel like it's a good question to end on. But um, yeah, so like I think in, in the case, I would congratulate you because I think you're right where you want to be. <laughs> yeah. And right where you should be. I think that's a really great thing because, um, yeah, it's something I certainly struggle with. Like right now we're doing this. You know, we're selling soap and doing this podcast as yeah. I'm currently unemployed um, and, you know, hoping something happens soon with all of that. But I'm certainly like just you know, making sure I stick yeah. and follow through on certain things. Um, but, you know, from at least from my side of things, like I think you're right where you should hmm. be. I think you've done an awesome okay. job. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to hearing all the stories and and whatnot. And yeah, I think you would have done a good job being a coffee roaster as well, but I think you're you're meant yeah, for bigger and better true. things. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do love coffee quite a bit. I do, yeah. Yeah. Coffee's good. I don't love it near as much as you. I more like depend on it. Like like a heroin addict depends on heroin. I mean, I do depend on it as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like high quality stuff, but you know, I you, still have my yeah. five, six cups a day. 
Do you know like the best Central. cup of coffee you've ever had? Like you know how like yeah. in Buddy the Elf he goes that one like 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 weird like diner and he's like the world's best cup of coffee you did it yeah. <laughs> yeah so best cup of coffee i had i had actually bought um a big bag like 20 pound bag of uh it's called an ethiopian queen city harar hmm. harar is like a specific like region or whatever um but it's natural processed um which just means there's like several different ways of processing coffee mm-hmm. natural is the one that generally leaves like the most like unique like fruity flavors to the coffee mm. um but this one in particular this is ethiopian tastes a lot like blueberries which mm. a lot of people will put that on their packaging oh it has like fruity notes yeah. and stuff like that but a lot of them are like mass producing it from like like lower grade coffees and stuff like that yeah. you can kind of pick up some of the notes but this one like you buy from like a small like really high quality hmm. like uh estate or farm or whatever and it's it's way way better like yeah. it really does taste like they almost added blueberry to it or something that's like cool that, which that's probably was one of my favorite like a little bit not super dark but not super light roast Hmm. um like they call it a full city plus which was Hmm. my favorite yeah cool it was really good very cool i think the best cup of coffee i ever had was i recommended it to you last time you were in california which is minotti's i had that yeah that was actually really good yeah i just thought i like their espresso drink there i got like a vanilla latte it was was like the best i ever had yeah awesome well david thanks so much for yeah coming on the podcast i know you were hesitant (laughs) <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on and yeah. I'm excited for you um, going to Nepal and uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, we'll thanks, give that man. a wrap. Yeah. Cool.